This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Sunday. It's a freaking Sunday. It is the night before day two. The January 6th hearings in the house. Therefore, that is a lot of what you're going to be hearing about tonight here on this Troll Patrol episode. I guess I seem tuckered out by it. Maybe I am. I make no promises. I'm going to attempt. The 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 hearings come on tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. It's in the morning. And, and like... Me in the mornings, we're not good. We're not good at all. You would you would think, you know, it would be it'd be something I would be excited about and everything, but like me in mornings. I didn't I didn't get out of bed until like two o'clock today, so more content indeed. I need to do it. For for the betterment of my streaming career, I should get my ass up and Broadcast the January 6th hearings tomorrow, but I don't like mornings. I'm not a morning person. Me and mornings don't get along, but we'll see what happens. I make no promises, but I will attempt to carry the January 6th because it did actually get somewhat riveting. And uh, Adam Schiff took to the... Sunday shows today to say they think they have enough to refer Donald Trump, the former president, to the DOJ for for indictment. What he said, at least that's what the headline I read said. We'll see. We'll see exactly what Schiff says because I I got the I've got the actual video. We're gonna hear from Tucker Carlson. And what they did, instead of covering the January 6th hearings that we covered live on Thursday night. They ran a show without commercials so everybody would be sure to watch. Because they did not have commercial breaks on Fox News. And he attacked the hearings. It's a scam, he says. A Fox a Fox host corrected Devin Nunes when Nunes was talking about the hearings. Tomorrow's hearings are set to focus on Trump's dereliction of duty. RB, weed, I don't mind if I do. Your meme for the day. The western part of the United States. Starts its uh, record-breaking heat wave. This is the hottest summer of my life. Homer correcting him. This is the coldest summer of the rest of your life. Now that that might not necessarily be true. Trend has been going upward. 
A Google engineer has been put on leave after he claims that the Google's AI has become sentient. Let me tell you, as the owner of a Google home, the AI is not sentient. You stupid. Use a stupid hoe. I'm just, I'm just saying that AI is not sentient. Sparkles has conversations with it when she's in the bathroom. I don't know what she's saying to the Google in there. They, they just yak back and forth and shit. I do not talk to the Google while I'm in the bathroom. For some reason, it turns my music off after about 10 minutes after I've been in the shower. And I'm not done singing along with shit. 10 minutes being in the shower. I'm just getting started on my concert. It's like it's encore time. We getting ready to lay down some tracks and you want to fucking shut off. You are not sentient. I am sorry that I took this opportunity. A story about a Google engineer to bitch about my Google. (laughs) Not high enough for this shit. We're going, we're going to hear about the, the special election in Alaska. Where it is Sarah Palin versus Santa Claus. Sarah Sarah Palin versus Santa Claus is the matchup. What is up, Tones? I make no promises that I will I will be up. But if, if, if I am, we will carry the congressional hearings tomorrow, the January 6th hearings. The Blade interview that Santa Claus did with, uh, is it Ashley Banfield? What is up, Sassy? Uh, a Bucky's? Is that is that like a, a special kind of gas station? The hell, like I got I got flipped out when I went up uh, the Northeast. They have sheets, and sheets is fucking awesome. I don't believe I'm I'm aware of a Bucky's. I'm going to take that as a mm mm-hmm. Fortunately, I've got some shitty-ass stories to do tonight where uh, Idaho police arrested 31 Patriot Front members at a Pride event. We also have a report of the Proud Boys attacking a drag queen story time. Wild-ass, wild-ass video out of Ohio of police 
in a shootout. I believe they shot the suspect. 30, 31, yes, it is indeed crazy. We have an agreement, a bipartisan, we have a bipartisan agreement on some gun laws. This comes day after rallies across the country. We're going to talk about how Alex Jones is going to try to get out of paying the families from Sandy Hook. And more January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. Plus, Matt Walsh says, let a man dig a hole. I don't know what it's about. I don't think it has to do with this what is a woman thing, but who knows? It'll probably tie into it somehow. I just thought it was a good opportunity to make fun of Matt Walsh talking about digging a hole. I'll probably relate it back to uh, Dark Knight Rises. Is that the is that the one with Bane? I get so pissed off about that movie because Bane is not the villain. The hole. The hole is the antagonist to that movie. The hole is the thing that Batman has to overcome. Or Bruce Wayne has to overcome. And once he gets out of the hole, it's just easy. He punches Bane in the mouth. It's like, spoiler alert. For a movie that came out a decade ago. Sorry. I'm still not over that. I'm so pissed off about that movie. Don't ever get me started about it because I was excited for that movie. Fuck that movie. Oh man, Indian Wedding. I bet you did have some good... I am envious of the fucking food you had. Especially like like they they cooked that that was all homemade shit. Oh my god! I've I have been to uh, Indian events and they do have the absolute best food. If you if you have a family Indian event, if you if you are an Indian family, you have an event that you that you would like to invite me for some reason. Please do, please do. You got a graduation, you got a wedding party, some shit like that. Fucking invite me. I'll go. I'll hug all you guys. I'll, I'll eat your, I'll eat your food. I don't know what anything is. I just know it's all tasty as fuck. I want a little bit of everything. Green stuff, the yellow stuff. Any of the chickens or the pita breads that you dip in the yellows and the greens. Breads. Definitely envious. It's hard to find good Indian food, apparently. There's not... The Indian restaurants aren't plentiful in the U.S. We need, we need more... We need more Indian immigrants. Can we we get more Indian immigrants somehow? 
Learn people from India. Like, I'm told by right-wingers all the time that people are just begging to come into this country or are fucking Indian chefs not begging to come over here and open some fucking restaurants. I want it. <laughs> Remember back when Trump was running for office and he was like, taco stand on every corner. Yes, motherfucker. Yes. Taco trucks everywhere. More, more, more authentic tacos. Not your white man fucked up tacos. I want authentic fucking tacos. I, I'm so sorry I got off on such a tangent. I want more immigration because I want more food. I want more food. I want cultural diversity in our food supply. That's selfish of me? I don't know. I don't know. Ain't got no good Chinese here where I'm at either. Our Chinese place, our good Chinese place. Is, is Hong Kong style Chinese. So it's like British Chinese. So it's Chinese, but it's different. I don't, I don't like, I don't like the wontons there. They're not as good. Not, they're not as good as a, a, a wonton. You get at a different Chinese restaurant. Tired. I'm tired of this. No good Chinese food. I got no, no offense to you British influenced Chinese culinary masters. I'm sure you are fine at your, but I want I want some authentic goddamn Chinese food. You want me to get in the news? Do you want yeah? Cancel Justin, you say. You don't want me to do the news, you just want me to good night, everybody. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you get this. <laughs> What's up, Drake? Good afternoon. I gotta teach myself. I gotta teach myself how to cook some. I don't know how to cook some some marsala or some curry or shit like. That. I don't know. How to, I wouldn't even know where to start. I want to, I want to learn. There's not enough hours in the day to do everything I need to do and learn how to cook Indian food. We're going to talk about Alex Jones tonight and how he's, how he's going to try to pull his bankruptcy scam. Sassy, please come come cook some Indian food for me. I'd be your best friend. I'll, I'll chop peppers for you. Chop up onions, whatever you need. Show me, show me how it's done. I used to love the Food Channel and the Food Channel. Went nuts. Oh, I'm sorry, Warlord. We'll get to the news. 
I've gone longer. I've gone a lot longer just rambling at the top. Before we do the news, do you really do you really want to talk about the news? But for real though, like I like I fucked up. Like if I really want to grow as a as as like a channel doing the content I'm doing, I shouldn't be called the Troll Patrol. Cause that 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 name doesn't get across the nightly news. <laughs> My dumbass. Oh, you want me to do the news so I'm sleepy, ready for tomorrow. I mean, I, I don't know if you can tell, but it's still sunlight outside. It, there, there's still daylight going on. And like Adam Schiff's the first thing on my list over here. Do you really want to talk about Adam Schiff? I need a pressure cooker. I don't have a, in feds, I mean a pressure cooker for like collard greens and some, and some fucking pork butt. I mean a pressure cooker for whatever the, whatever the, uh, the terrorists use it for. Probably just saying the word terrorist put me up on a list. Feds, if you're watching, I'm going to go ahead and give you a content warning. OBS keeps rearranging my shit. That's why, like, it's taking me a little bit to... There we go. That's the way it should be. FBI entered the chat. Indian curry paste. Ooh. Like, you just rehydrate it with some, some rice and some shit. Ooh. That works, that works. I said I was going to take down the video, uh, the, the VOD from the other night when we did, when we had uh, Sheila. I didn't get a copyright or anything. Nothing came of any of that. From Bryson's video, Bryson didn't claim my shit. Uh, Sheila E. didn't claim my shit. The Beatles didn't claim my shit. The State Department didn't claim my shit. So, we all good over here. Also, if you will, if you were not with us the other night when we watched the Summit of the Americas, they brought out Sheila E. And, like, she, she saved it. That's what was worth watching. Tie is so fucking good though. Tones, we have a tie place here, and Sparkles and I go there quite often. I don't know if you were if you were in here the other night when she told the story of why we don't go there, why we haven't been in a couple months. There were kids, and she wanted to fight her waitress. The the waitress was perfectly fine. There was nothing wrong with the waitress. Sparkles was just being mainly over the kids, I would assume. <laughs> but the the waitress brought me a water instead of a Sprite, which is a total, total, 
I I understand. I did not I did not get upset at all. So as she's like walking back over, like I'm ready, like hey, can I get you know a sprite? Like you brought me water instead. And Sparkle's like, uh uh-uh, uh, he had a sprite. You you need to bring him a sprite. And they're like, what? It's like I have no I have no problem speaking for myself. I don't need anybody to speak for me at a restaurant. But she just took over. Just because she, she had beef with that waitress. Something something about her did not click with, with Sparkles. So. We haven't been back to the Thai restaurant since, but I fucking love Thai food. Like a Thai and sushi, shoot, sushi, shoot, bleh, Thai and sushi place. So we get a couple of sushi rolls. We, we split a big pad Thai. Oh, fuck. That's a night out on the town. If you're not in the, if you're not in the, uh, like the, the family section on a booth that's like a whole bunch of tables attached to one booth and there's kids screaming everywhere because that's what happened and that's turned sparkles off from the whole experience. No, really good sushi. Like, that's what I'm saying. Sushi and a Tide place. Uh, and a Tide. 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 Yeah, you get your Tide pods there. Remember that craze? Even I even got in on it. Like, I had a little I had a little candy dish, and I put some Tide pods in it. And keep them right here next to my, my workstation. Get your Tide pods, and you get your sushi. Both are delicacies. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do the news. Good night, everybody. I have an animal video. Of course I got an animal video. I'll run. I'll run Warlord off if I don't. News here. DOJ should investigate Trump for possible crimes and election plot, according to Representative Adam Schiff. Intelligence Chair Adam Schiff, a member of the January 6th Select Committee. Good morning. This was this morning on this week. Morning. Your strongest evidence in this first hearing, or are there new revelations in the upcoming hearings that could offer? This was this morning on this week. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up. Hard proof that Donald Trump was responsible for what happened on January 6th. I think you heard a good sampling of what you're going to see in the hearings to come. Uh, the evidence had a, is uh, very powerful. A charcuterie board Trump, uh, of conspiracy charges. Lie, even before the election, uh, that he was uh, saying that any ballots counted after Election Day were going to be inherently suspect. Uh, that lie continued uh, after the election and ultimately uh, led to this mob assembling and attacking the Capitol. Um, and, and I think you heard just a few uh, examples of what those witnesses have said behind closed doors. There's a lot more testimony where that came from. Uh, and I think most important is that we're weaving together how each line... He's one of the better speakers of the, of the bunch. And then ultimately culminated in that violent attack on January 6th. 
Would you like to see former President Trump criminally prosecuted? Would that be good for the country? I think so. I would like to see the Justice Department investigate any credible allegation of criminal activity on the part of Donald Trump or anyone else. Uh, well, did you find a credible everyone. allegation? There are, uh, You're the one investigating it. Parts of these different lines of effort to overturn the election that uh, I don't see evidence the Justice Department is investigating. Uh, and, uh, of course, we have now a federal judge uh, saying that he believes based on the limited set of evidence that he has seen, which is far smaller than the body that we've accumulated, that the president and others may have committed multiple federal crimes. So that should Good be... Good Lord, yes! Ultimately, once the evidence is accumulated by the Justice Department, it needs to make a decision about whether it can prove to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt the president's guilt or anyone else's. Uh, but they need to be investigated uh, if there's credible evidence, which I think there is. Chairman Benny Thompson said the committee will directly link those two extremist groups, the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, to those in Trump's orbit. And, and the Proud Boys back at it again this weekend. Between them, how close to Trump, how strong do you see that particular evidence? You know, this has been, uh, of course, a clear focus of our investigative efforts. That is uh, the president's connection to the violence of that day. Uh, and we'll be presenting what we found. Uh, I don't want to uh, predetermine or prejudge uh, the strength of what we will show you. We'll show you what we've been able to determine. Uh, and we will also talk about the questions that remain unanswered. Uh, but I think when you look at the whole uh, the course of the plot to overturn the election. 31. That the big lie that he was articulating was, in fact, a we, we've got a, We've got a couple different stories of extremist groups getting arrested. To pressure state legislators to pressure the vice president and ultimately to incite that mob tells you a lot about uh, the president's responsibility and perhaps most powerful is the fact that while this attack was going on he did nothing uh, to stop it to tell people to leave uh, and to protect the vice president or members of congress or our democracy well, he was he was rooting it on like he was in the he was in there watching tv let me ask you again is there an actual happy about it between people in Trump's orbit and, and Proud Boys, Oath Keepers? Well, you know, as uh, I think the committee's already disclosed... Scott Cobbett! Bergen! Of course, there are connections between these white nationalist groups and some in Trump's orbit. I missed anybody else. Uh, again, I don't want to get into the specifics of the evidence. Uh, you'll just have to wait until uh, we get to that point of our hearings. Um, but I think what's, what's important, uh, again, is the broad context... Not high enough for this shit. Uh, the, the knowledge prior to January 6th that there were going to be violent white nationalist groups assembling along with... I won't be awake enough for this shit in the morning, by the president probably. ...to incite that mob uh, and do nothing uh, while that attack was taking place. That, you know, that dereliction of duty, I think, is, a pow is as powerful uh, as the president's actions, his inactions on that day. Republican Vice Chair Cheney said the committee's investigating... Well, you know, nobody's bringing it up, but, like, he wanted to bring all the troops back, remember? Like, he wanted to pull the troops out from everywhere, which, you know, I don't disagree with in theory. But it seemed like he wanted to use them for a purpose here in, in the country. It seems really odd, but nobody, nobody is connecting that together. You came just in time for, like, this is the first story. This is the first, first thing we've talked about. 
guy coming. Investigation found that multiple House Republicans sought pardons from the Trump White House for trying to overturn the election, including Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania. A spokesperson for Perry called the allegation a soulless lie. Do you have proof? Uh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't make the allegation if they didn't have proof. Evidence that we have that members of Congress were seeking pardons. Uh, to me, I think that is uh, some of the most compelling evidence of a consciousness of guilt. Uh, why would members do that uh, if they felt that their involvement uh, in this plot to overturn the election was somehow appropriate? Uh, so we'll present uh, the evidence that we have, uh, as the, the vice chair outlined, uh, along with uh, the evidence of other actions that were taken by members of Congress. Uh, but again, I don't want to get too far ahead of the committee, and, and we'll be presenting that in the days and weeks to come. And, and Congressman, just quickly, if you will, as John pointed out, Cheney also said that rioters chanted, hang Mike Pence. Uh, she said Trump responded with this sentiment. Maybe our supporters have the right idea. Mike Pence deserves that. Is that an actual quote? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you reveal that? Um, you know, we will, I think, be demonstrating the proof behind that comment. Uh, everything that the chair and vice chair said uh, during our hearing um, was, you know, well documented and analyzed and uh, dotted every I and crossed every T um, in, in vetting what uh, our committee would say. So we'll be presenting the evidence of that. Uh, and at this point, we're not prepared to say uh, who or when. But, uh, uh, you know, tragically, as those events were going on and the president was watching from the safety of uh, the White House um, and laughing, trying to implore him, uh, reveling, reveling uh, and, in and it. Others outside the White House were calling and texting uh, White House staff and Mark Meadows to try to get them to do something to disperse the crowd, to tell them to go home. Uh, and, of course, it fell on deaf ears as the president watched this. And yeah, that's perfectly, tragically consistent with Donald Trump's character, which is he doesn't care about anything but himself. And so people who were attacking the Capitol on his behalf, uh, well, you know, they were for him. And that's all that seemed to matter to Donald Trump. OK, thanks so much for joining us this morning, Congressman. And a programming note, ABC News will carry tomorrow's hearing live starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. 10 a.m. Eastern. I make no promises, but I will try to be up. What did Fox do? This is the interesting thing. Several people brought it up in the chat while we were watching the hearing. They said, what, what is Fox covering right now? As America watched the January 6th hearing, Fox viewers heard Tucker Carlson's alternate reality. Fox News host Tucker Carlson didn't just ignore the first primetime house hearing dedicated to January 6, 2021, the attack on the U.S. Capitol. He spent the show rehashing many of the same falsehoods about the attack he has promoted for months. As other major TV, uh, TV networks carried the January uh, June 9th hearing live, Fox News stuck to its regular lineup of pro-Trump opinion hosts while delegating live coverage to the less popular Fox Business Network. We're not playing along, Carlson said at the opening of his show. This is the only hour on American News Channel that will not be carrying their propaganda live. They are lying. Carlson and fellow host Sean Hannity ran hour-long shows with no commercial breaks. 
I saw that cost around half a million dollars to Fox to do that. Featured guests who have promoted discredited theories around the day. Laura Ingram, host of the 10 p.m. slot on Fox News, went to a commercial a few times. Carlson, perhaps the most conspicuous promoter of falsehoods downplaying the attack, previously dismissed the Capitol insurrection as a footnote in American history. Did no commercials. Working supposedly about a half a million dollars. A little less. Each hour. You want to hear what Tucker had to say? I believe this was Friday. This was the next day. So Tucker's had a chance to watch the hearings. Good evening, and welcome in. to Tucker Carlson. I thank heaven it's Friday, mostly because it's not Thursday. Yesterday was Thursday, a day that will live in shame in the history of the American news business. Yesterday, wow! Every news network in this country, but this one, faithfully surrendered its entire primetime lineup to Nancy Pelosi. So in place of news coverage, people who tuned in got two straight hours of unedited campaign propaganda scripted by the Democratic Party. The effect as he has a Republican on screen, as a Republican did most of the talking. In this country. Now, the news anchors who faithfully did Pelosi's bidding pretended they were airing some sort of congressional hearing. But they were lying. It was not a hearing. At a hearing, dissent is permitted. The other side can speak. Evidence is presented. Evidence is not censored or deceptively edited. That's not allowed. So what we saw last night was definitely not a hearing. It was a show trial. There was no pretense of fairness or accuracy. The whole thing was indecent. How many people were convinced by what they saw last night? Hmm, right around zero. They're not going to win a single vote. So why'd they do it? There had to be a reason they're not that stupid. Well, the reason they did it is every minute news anchors are whining about some imaginary threat from QAnon. Remember QAnon? Every minute they're doing that, they're not covering the collapse of the American economy, something everyone actually cares about. Collapse is a strong word, but how would you describe it? Today, inflation hit 8.6%. Those are the official numbers. Those are the numbers arrived at using the government's own cooked metrics but it's still the highest increase in inflation in more than 40 years. So it's not surprising that consumer confidence is at the lowest level ever recorded. Why? Really, it comes down to energy. The cost of energy is up nearly 40% over last year. The average price of a gallon of gas is now over five bucks, but it won't stop there. JP Morgan predicts it'll get to $6 and soon. I should have the content warning so before the I play Tucker. Fuel goes up, so does the price of everything else because our transportation systems are dependent on the price of fuel. And when it gets high enough, people can't go anywhere. Even the police. In Michigan, one department says it can no longer respond to emergency calls because the price of gas has gone too high. Quote, <laughs> exhausted what <laughs> budgeted for fuel with several months to go before the budget reset, said the sheriff of Isabella County on Tuesday. Quote, I've instructed the deputies to attempt to manage whatever calls are acceptable over the phone. So enforcing the law over the phone. It sounds like a story from the third world, but that's America. It's Michigan. And it's just the beginning. A CNBC survey just found that 68% of corporate CFOs are predicting recession soon. Zero chief financial officer surveyed. Oh, yeah, we've been covering the whining. Recession could be avoided. All of them thought it was absolutely inevitable. What are the effects? Well, one of them is staples, food prices. They were already up 5% in December. They're now up more than 10% year over year. 
So when food becomes too expensive to buy, you have a crisis. How is the administration responding to this crisis, a demonstrable crisis? Well, Biden has just unveiled new regulations on ethanol. By the way, here's a really simple test if you want to know you're speaking to someone who understands anything about science or the environment. Anyone who tells you ethanol is good for the, quote, environment is either ignorant or lying. We know after decades of studying it that ethanol hurts the environment. There is no environmental benefit to ethanol. And there's a massive cost, both to the land and also to you. Thanks to Biden, gasoline refiners will be forced to blend 20 billion gallons of ethanol because it's a renewable fuel for the planet. But what this really is, is a requirement from the Biden administration to burn food in your car. That's what I stopped paying attention to what he was saying. Burn, f- burn so food in your car. Food crops like corn to ethanol production. Well, no, we, we, we produce a shit ton of fucking corn because we subsidize the corn industry. Cornell called David Pimentel wrote this. We we are fucked up in this country. Has led to major increases in the price of U.S. beef, chicken, pork, eggs, bread, cereal, milk. It's a boon to agribusiness and a bane to consumers. In fact, the director general of the U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization reports that using 22 pounds of corn to produce one gallon of ethanol is already causing food shortages. Well, what? What? This no way. Anyone who's been paying attention can tell you. Ethanol is bad for the environment. It's terrible for engines. And it is, above all, a disaster for your food supply. Anyone can so tell you. That is such a great citation. The Biden administration has decided to make food scarcer and more expensive. Food will be just as expensive as gasoline. Now, now, we we produce way too much corn. I, I can tell you off the top of my head that what he's saying is wrong. Country, like, we produce way too much corn in this country. This primetime presentation was both clear and it was compelling. The first in a historic set of hearings here. This is yes. not just about what happened on January 6th or in the days leading up to it. It's about a clear and present danger to our democracy. Oh, I have to say, it's just historic to me. This was a hearing unlike any Yeah, other. that's another thing. It's a completely different type of corn. It's the, it's the same corn they use as feed. It was a, a, a very powerful, very well-produced, if you will, two-hour presentation. Tonight, the January 6th committee... Well, Scrappy, you came just in time to get caught up. ...public hearings, and the point was abundantly clear... Our democracy remains in danger. World's still on fire, pretty much. These people. Now, normally you could just say, well, they're dumb. That's why they're in TV in the first place, reading scripts that somebody else wrote. I mean, it really is. If you, if you would like me to give you the rundown again, we have an awesome, uh, should, be, should be fucking exciting video of police in a shootout in Ohio. Uh, the Proud Boys were, were caught. Uh trying to uh, crash a drag queen story time event. Police arrested 31 Patriot Front members in Iowa. We, we, got, we got all kinds of crazy ass stories we're going to cover tonight. Hey, oh, a Google engineer is on leave claiming that Google's AI has become sentient. So, all kinds of, this is the shit you want to stick around for. Now, that's a tease, motherfuckers. 
But we started off tonight talking about January 6th. Talking about uh, what Fox was doing to keep their viewers dumb during the January 6th hearings. It's like Anchorman, if you want to be totally honest about it. Hair like Anchorman. Words they don't understand. That is true. That's actually what it is. But in this case, it's more than ignorance. It's more than stupidity. It's complicity. It's ignorance. Stop being ignorant. To fool the public. To make you believe that your personal concerns, like the fact you can't buy food or drive anywhere or the police won't come because they can't afford gas, those are not important. What's really important... Okay, let's talk about this picture here. What is... This is like an old lady... I, I guess like she's climbing into the dairy section. She can't she can't get those fancy sauces that go on the pre-made noodles. Cause that looks like that's what she's reaching for there. And she's she's like climbing on the dairy case. What the hell? What kind of a graphic is this? War on the middle class and the woman is climbing the get dairy case. Next to the fucking yogurt cups. It looks like one of those pre-made pasta sauces that you put on like, you know, you get the, the cheese-filled raviolis and then the little green canisters. It looks what that is. Like, it looks like it's above the butter there. You got your, you got your cottage cheese and your yogurts down this way. <laughs> The war on short people is what it is. This is part of the Democrats' failed policies. Some other thing that you should be terrified of. Russia, it's Putin. It's QAnon, it's the white supremacists. They're going to get you. And anyone who works... He's, he's naming the, the actual real things that are threats in our, gets our country. Actually, you're just selfish. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, Really? or whatever the talking point is. Here was CNN last night, watch. But I think for something like this to happen, to have an attack on the Capitol, to have an attack on our democracy, to have a president of the United States saying um, that he won the election when he didn't, I think that is more important than anything. If you don't have a functioning democracy, then it doesn't matter if you have a penny gas prices. You don't have a functioning democracy. And people are going to think, well, does this, what does this matter for gas prices or whatever? Okay, fine, we'll get to the gas prices. That's always going to happen. What does this mean for inflation? Fine, we'll get to that. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. What this means for our democracy is the most important Boy, thing. Boy, howdy, they do talk about it all the time. Oh, a civics lesson from Don Lamont. Mr. Lamont, tell us about democracy. What is democracy? Just sum it up for us, if you would. It's a term you use a lot. What is democracy? Well, democracy is the... The opposite of what the form of government that you want. Voters and their concerns. Voters vote on representatives. They go to Washington and they carry with them in their hearts the memory of the people who put them there. And their concerns are first and foremost. So what are the first and foremost concerns of American voters, the people at the heart of this democracy? Well, food and gas prices. But the people who are defending democracy look at those people and say, shut up, you selfish rube. You really should care about January 6th because democracy... I mean, my Oreos might have been like 20 cents more expensive than what they were when I ordered them. I still ordered them, though. And again and again. I don't think it's a big deal, Tugger. repetitive. They wouldn't be patronizing if you actually cared, but you don't. The price of Oreos has kept going up my entire fucking life. This is the Biden administration's strategy. 
talk about something else. Shame you if you don't think it's the most important thing. So Biden began talking today. This was a speech that was billed as an address on inflation, but it didn't begin with inflation or any honest. I mean, voting matters, or otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't stop you from doing it. They wouldn't they wouldn't try so hard to stop you from doing it. Before I begin, I want to say a few words very briefly about the January 6th hearing. This is from like, this is from like a couple months ago, wasn't it? The insurrection oh, no. on January 6th, one of the darkest chapters. He must have been back down on the port when he was down at the Summit uh, of the Americas. Brutal attack on law enforcement, some losing their lives. And we, uh, we heard about it last night again. But I know together, and I mean this, we can unite and defend this nation, Democrat and Republican. Allow no one to place a da- dagger at the throat of our democracy. Tugger laughing at him. So ridiculous. You look at everything that's going on in the world. We know what happened on January 6th because no event in human history has had more cameras trained on it. You can watch the video. You can spend the rest of your life watching the video on the Internet. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Get back to us. Does that look like a dagger at the heart of the darkest chapter yes. in American history? It's like insane that you would even talk like that. It's QAnon. Uh. Trump is bad. I wouldn't say the darkest chapter in American history because I've actually read American Russia history. to destroy New York City with nuclear weapons. So how are we doing on that front? Well, it turns out we're sourcing a critical component in our ammunition, not just small arms, but nuclear weapons from China. So at a moment, we're actually closer to war. than uh, Somehow he twisted this into anti-Chinese propaganda. Anytime since then. And what are we doing about this? What's the State Department doing to fix the crisis in Eastern Europe? Well, they have, they just announced this, they've hired a global equity ambassador. Oh, that'll fix it. Oh, more equity. This is nuts. It's like rearranging bookshelves by title as your house burns down. This is a species of mental illness. Everybody uh, sees how uh, 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 Nobody is convinced by it. It was just two years ago, live on television, summer of 2020, a mob of Biden voters tried to storm the White House. Do you remember this? They torched a church across the street. They attacked Secret Service officers. A mob called for the president of the United States to be lynched. He was taken to an underground bunker for his safety. We don't like to be hysterical. Uh, Probably shouldn't have. Maybe we should have been as hysterical as Joe Biden. This is Pearl Harbor. But that would have been lying, so we didn't. This is what our country's capital looked like at the time. That's not the capital, sir. Oh, I'm sorry, Sazzy. I got good shit, I promise. Stick with us. We got Alex Jones tonight. You know, you really sort of hate to get into the war of, well, you think that's bad? This was worse. Look at our tape. But no, we- you don't want to get into that because that's exactly Stop what you're doing. To us. Stop telling us things that we know for a fact are not true because we watch them in real time. You didn't hear anything about that last night, about similar riots that destroyed cities all over the United States. You didn't hear a single word. 
Well, that's None not that what that was. Exactly that's not the, what the committee was meeting about. With the aim of influencing the election, unmentioned, you heard not one word about the guy who just tried to assassinate a Supreme Court justice at his home at the urging of the Senate Majority Leader. Can't talk about any of this. These topics. Apparently, like the, the FBI Senate has executed a search warrant at a home. January 6, 2021, remains the single worst thing ever to happen to America even though not one living person really believes that. And if you don't say so, if you don't wow. one true faith in public, you'll be hurt. It just happened to an NFL coach called Jack Del Rio. He just learned this lesson. Well, I heard this dude's so a real asshole. That in just a minute. But first, take a few steps back. So this is a perverse... Oh, we're back to the woman climbing on the dairy case. The I want my yogurt. Bury the actual problems facing the United States. Pretend like they're not. I'm sorry, old lady. I'm sorry it's out of your reach. I would would boost you up. It doesn't happen by accident. It's the product of choices. The inflation we're now living through was created on purpose. The United States government got to a place where the debt was too big. And the only answer was to inflate it. They wouldn't have any arguments if it wasn't for straw men. You're right. Like, no one said it was the absolute worst thing to happen to America. That's a straw man argument that Tugger has created. They did this on purpose. They want inflation to skyrocket, of course, and continue. God damn, yeah, I can't do it anymore. We, We made it like 13, 14 minutes in, 14 and a half minutes. What's wild is on the very same network, a Fox News host corrected Devin Nunes. Fox host corrects Devin Nunes to his face for claiming Fox destroyed MSNBC by not airing January 6th hearings. This is Howard Kurtz. Regardless of whether it's liberal or conservative. All right, let's talk about the House January 6th hearing, Thursday night, prime time. Uh, You say it was totally partisan, and you can certainly make that case, given that every member is anti-Trump. But let's go beyond that. Does that mean the media shouldn't cover it much? Does it mean they should dismiss videotape depositions? Two Republicans. Bill Barr, Jason Miller, Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump. The way that I viewed it, uh, Howie, is I think we have numbers now. Uh, that are in, and, and you cover this. 19 million, yeah. But, you know, just wasn't, you know, to, to put this in prime time, the numbers were way down. So I don't understand how these comp- how these big corporations, uh, you know, it was across, spread across some 20 different networks. Uh, when you compare Fox News, which didn't, which did not air that live, I mean, just destroyed CNN and MSNBC in the, in the ratings, right? Their direct competition. So, well, I don't the, like the American the people. Networks are, like MSNBC did very well covering this hearing. Obviously, it would appeal to the liberal viewers of that network. Yeah. Uh, but, but leaving aside. Corrects him, puts him in his place. Tomorrow's hearing is set to focus on Trump's dereliction of duty. I make no promises, but I'm going to try to get up and we'll stream. Day two of the January 6th hearing. Second public hearing by the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th, 2021 insurrection will focus on then-President Donald Trump's baseless claims that the 2020 election was stolen, dubbed the Big Lie, and how those false claims were connected to the pro-Trump mob that attacked the U.S. Capitol that day in a bid to stop the certification of Joe Biden's Electoral College win. 
In a background briefing with reporters on Sunday night, a select committee aide said the hearing on Monday, led by Chairman Benny G. Thompson, who I hope doesn't do too much talking. Leave it up to Kinzinger or Schiff or Raskin. With an assist from Representative Zoe Lofgren, will also dissect the fundraising apparatus that was built around the big lie to drive up the post-election cash haul. Will reveal information about how the former president's political apparatus used these lies about fraud, about a stolen election, to drive fundraising, bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars between Election Day 2020 and January 6th. Meanwhile, lawyers for Pence told him the day before January 6th that not certifying the election would lead to a loss in court. I have heard accounts now of Pence going to multiple people for advice and all of them telling him he cannot do what Trump is asking him. A lawyer for former Vice President Mike Pence told him the day before the Capitol riot that following former President Donald Trump's request to certify the election for him would eventually fail in court, according to a memo attained by Politico. Congressman is in the process of certifying the 2020 presidential election on January 6th. Trump had previously asked Pence to certify the election in his favor, but attorney Greg Jacob told Pence in a memo that doing so would break multiple provisions of the Electoral Count Act. According to Politico in the memo, Jacob said the move could fail in the courts or put America in a political crisis where Pence would find himself in an isolated standoff against both houses of Congress with no neutral arbiter available to break the impasse. Attorney will testify publicly in front of the House Committee investigating the Capitol riots this week. However, his letter has been known to the committee for months. Trump, on the advice of Attorney John Eastman, had asked Pence to certify the election in his favor, despite not having enough electoral votes. The effort came after multiple attempts to overturn election results in multiple key states. Meanwhile, Trump's personal lawyer... Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Is facing ethics charges over the Trump election role, Rudolph W. Giuliani. Rudolph W. Giuliani, one of Donald Trump's primary lawyers, during the then-president's failed efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election, was now answered to professional ethics charges the latest career slap after law license suspensions in New York and the District of Columbia. Office of Disciplinary Counsel, the disciplinary branch of the District of Columbia Bar, filed the charges against the former federal prosecutor and New York mayor, alleging that he promoted unsubstantiated voter fraud claims in Pennsylvania. The action was filed on June 6th and became public on Friday. At issue were claims Giuliani made in supporting a Trump campaign lawsuit seeking to overturn the election results in Pennsylvania. That suit, which sought to invalidate as many as 1.5 million mail-in ballots, 
was dismissed by courts. Counsel's office said Giuliani's conduct violated Pennsylvania rules of professional conduct and that he brought a proceeding and asserted issues therein without a non-frivolous basis in law and fact for doing so. And that he engaged in conduct uh, prejudicial to the administration of justice. Well, Rudy, do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Also facing repercussions, but not for his involvement in January 6th, though he was involved. Alex Jones's plan to avoid paying Sandy Hook families. Trying to twist bankruptcy laws. Alex Jones is unquestionably a controversial figure. This is from The Guardian. His InfoWars media platform has been accused of spreading conspiracy theories that include suggesting that Sandy Hook Massacre was a staged event. Ruminations that chemicals in our water supply were turning frogs. Someone on bit shoot. Just, I, I did the, you know, the turn the freaking frogs gay. They were like, I know I can't take you seriously. Look up whatever the fucking chemical was. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Seriously. Comments I get on BitChute and Rumble are ruthless. For a while, and even now, his business has amassed millions of followers and made him rich. That didn't last. Infowars, to the relief of many, is facing bankruptcy. But no surprise, Jones is creating even more controversy. He's doing this by attempting to subvert new bankruptcy laws that were enacted to help small businesses. The new bankruptcy law is commonly referred to as Subchapter 5 because of its place under the Chapter 11 rules of U.S. Bankruptcy Code. It was enacted by Congress in part as part of the Small Business Re- uh, Reorganization Act of 2019 and went into effect in February of 2020. The purpose of the law was to make it easier for struggling businesses to get more affordable protection while reorganizing themselves. It applies to business owners who have debts of up to $2.75 million, excluding debts owed to affiliates or insiders, a consideration that will be important to this story. And where less than 50% of those debts arose because of the commercial or business activities of the debtor or business owner. If your business falls into this category, then the cost of filing for bankruptcy under the new subchapter 5 rules is much less, and the process is much easier than doing so under the more onus, onerous chapter 11 rules. You don't have to form an official committee of unsecured creditors. You don't have to pay a quarterly U.S. trustee fee. You can take advantage of a reduced period, 90 days to file a reorganization plan, you can spread the payment for administrative services, including attorney's fees, over the life of the plan, which can be uh, as long as five years. You can also create a reorganization plan that doesn't need the approval of all your creditors. There are other features of this new law, but now you probably get that it's designed to help small business deal with the pain of bankruptcy and give them a chance to restructure themselves with fewer administrative challenges. Alex Jones decided to take advantage of subchapter 5. Here's what he did. Jones and his company, Freedom Speech Systems, 
What a fucking name. Being sued by the parents of the children murdered in the Sandy Hook school shootings. Jones didn't want his company assets exposed to the lawsuit, so he decided to take advantage of subchapter 5 of the chapter 11 bankruptcy code. According to a report in Fortune, he did this by taking three non-operating entities, including his website, InfoWars, and filed for protection, naming the Sandy Hook plaintiffs as his creditors. He spread the estimated liabilities to be in compliance with subchapter 5, so the litigation would be delayed and averting the requirement of creditor approval to restructure. By doing so, he attempted to protect freedom speech systems and himself from liability. According to a report in Axios, Jones tried to hive off some smaller entities and file those for bankruptcy. Rather than filing personally or putting the main operating company that holds his business in bankruptcy. Siphoned away assets from his smaller entities and then claimed them as creditors of InfoWars, even though he owned them. Even though the Small Business Reorganization Act of 2019 made it easier to file for bankruptcy, it still requires the companies that file for bankruptcy to be engaged in in business activities. Well, he's selling brain pills! Obvious to many that these smaller entities were not. Attorneys from the Department of Justice cowed. It appears that Jones intends to leverage the bankruptcy filings of his holding companies to extend the automatic stays of pending litigation against debtors to him and FSS. While he maintains full control of FSS and its assets going forward, they wrote in their objection, a judge agreed and stopped the action hope that your small business never has to file for bankruptcy, but if you're forced to do so and you choose to do so under the new subchapter 5 bankruptcy rules, make sure that you follow the rules. Can't avoid other creditors by creating new entities that you own and spreading the assets your debtors can't be yourself or other entities that you own. That isn't a conspiracy. That's the law. It really said that in the Guardian article. I'm, I'm not joking. Those of you listening to the audio, you've got me on in the background when you're playing video games or some shit. Yesterday, there were a whole bunch of March for Our Lives, gun control rallies held across the United States. Enough is enough. I, it's time for a change. A mom, and I speak for millions of Americans and America's mayors who are demanding that Congress do its job. And its job is to protect us, to protect our children from gun violence. If lawmakers. Well, unfortunately, I've got some bad news for you gun violence are going to avoid taking action that will save our lives, then young people across this country, everyone who can hear my voice should also avoid. Avoid attending school if your leaders 
fail to do their job and keep us safe from gun violence. If our government can't do anything to stop 19 kids from being killed and slaughtered in their own school and decapitated, it's time to change who is it in government. I mean, that's, that's pretty logical. Because we've had enough. We've had enough of having more guns than people here in America. We've had enough of kids being afraid to go to school. It is kind of fucked up. To go to grocery stores and families who look like my family being afraid to go to their houses of worship. This time is different. Because this isn't about politics, it's about morality. Not right and left, but right and wrong. And that doesn't just mean thoughts and prayers. That means courage and action. That was Yolanda King, granddaughter of Martin Luther King Jr. David Hogg before her. Uh, the father, a Parkland survivor, or maybe a Parkland victim. And then Muriel Bowser, the mayor of Washington, D.C. We do have agreement on gun laws. I don't know what that agreement is, but I can assure you uh, it ain't going to go far enough. On Sunday, it's reached a general agreement on new gun legislation. It's an agreement in principle and not legislative text. The details of the deal will be critical for Republicans, particularly the firearms rule. In principle. 20 senators, including the 10 Republicans necessary to avoid a filibuster, released a statement on Sunday, saying in part, Today we are announcing a common-sense bipartisan proposal to protect America's children, keep our schools safe, and reduce the threat of violence across our country. Included in the agreement, further funding for mental health, incentives for the creation of so-called red flag laws, incentives for school safety, and strengthening the federal background check system. For buyers under 21 years of age, Oh yeah, that is period to review juvenile and My god. statement President Biden saying, obviously, it does not do everything that I think is needed, but it reflects important steps in the right direction. The House has been working on more sweeping actions on gun. I, I mean, fuck. Senate. Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin telling CNN this deal is a baby step he would vote for. It's moving in the right direction. We're glad that the, the Senate is finally uh, awake about this. News of this agreement coming just one day after hundreds of thousands marched in cities across the country calling for tougher gun legislation. We're not taking people's guns away. We're just saying nobody should have military-style weapons to be able to go into schools and, and ch- kill. And there's just too many goddamn guns. Like, why are there so many fucking guns? There doesn't need to be that many fucking guns. Parkland school shooting reacting to the deal, tweeting, This is progress, even if small. Even if it stops one Parkland, it's worth it. Ike Chachi, ABC News, Washington. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos. All right, so now let's watch some guns go pow pow. In Ohio, there was a shootout with police. 
We got some video of it. Video shows Ohio police in shootout with the suspect who shot the driver in the face. Content warning. Omar Avenue. This guy got shot right, right in, in front of me. He is bleeding from his face horribly. I was shot right in his face, and the guy's actually coming up behind me now on Belmont Avenue, and I'm the terrified. of the suspect. Shock and horror for multiple drivers in Liberty this afternoon. Witnesses telling dispatchers a man shot someone in the face and took off. Those calls sent police from multiple departments to the area of Liberty Street and Belmont Avenue just after 3 o'clock this afternoon. A busy intersection right off of Interstate 80 in front of a local business, Ohio Puppy. There, police say the suspect got out of his vehicle and began firing at police. Officers returned fire, shooting out the windows of the suspect's Hummer and hitting the suspect. Witnesses on the scene sent us video of that shootout. Take a look. Yes, that's what we want. Oh, fucking wow. Ohio's wild, guys. He's reloading. Outside of a Denny's. Up and down this stretch of roadway today. I was live on the scene during first. Can you imagine what all the old people in the Denny's were thinking? They're like hiding under their tables with their breakfast still warm above their heads. Who am I kidding? They've ordered dinner by that time. Like it was in the afternoon, wasn't it? First News at 5 and 6 showing you exactly what was happening on the scene. First News reporter Abigail Cloutier was also there and spoke to several people who watched this situation unfold. She joins us live tonight from Liberty with the latest information. Abby. Well, I'm here at the corner of Belmont and Liberty where the investigation is wrapped up. It wrapped up about an hour ago after a man got out of his car and shot another person in the face before leading police down the road and exchanging gunfire with them. Can we talk about how they're just being so nonchalant about like he shot a person in the face? Why do, why, like... <laughs> That's kind of a big deal as well. I mean, I understand the shootout with police is a big deal. But he shot somebody in the face as well. That's what caused the shootout. New tonight, police did tell us that that shooting victim is in the hospital after being flown to Cleveland. But you can hear the fear in callers' voices after they call 911 to report the shooting. Somebody literally just got out of their car, walked up to another car, and shot the guy right in his face. Okay, so someone was shot? Yeah, someone was shot right in his face. Curious, or did you miss the shootout? We had video of a shootout and everything. It was great. This is this is this story's had everything for us. 
Chaos during the afternoon rush hour. People driving down Belmont Avenue witness a terrifying scene. Paul Grant was getting off the I-80 exit when he saw the driver of a black Hummer exchange gunfire with police on Liberty Street and started recording. And they both started shooting at each other. Um, shots went on for about 40 seconds and then a couple more Liberty PD. You don't have to take my word for it. There was the video. Paul Grant describing it for you. After about another 30 or 40 seconds, they were able to shoot him and drop him. Investigators tell me no officers were hurt, but two people are in the hospital. Initial calls to 911 say the victim was bleeding from the head. It looks like his face was cut wide open. I mean, he is pouring blood. He's breathing. He's looking. I mean, this is like that Bonnie and Clyde kind of shit here. Police say he was driven to the hospital before EMS arrived. Carrie Diebler was in the hotel pool in the days in across the street from Ohio Puppy, where the officer involved shooting happened when she thought she heard gunshots. Ohio Puppy, what is Ohio Puppy? And I'm heading that direction on the pool, and I hear I snap around like, what, what was that? Diebler's a retired psychiatric nurse and ended up comforting a woman and her husband who saw the shooting. She was so traumatized that she held on to me and held on to me, and I just held her too, and the uh, let her go. I mean, you can't you can't stay with them forever. Everybody has their lives and stuff, but uh, she's gonna she's gonna be hurting for a while after this. Grant tells me incidents like this make him fearful for his family and himself. Worried about my kids. Yeah, um, I have an 18 year old and a 15 year old. They're both Liberty High graduates, and I mean, they could have been right there. Is it wrong that I am I'm so concerned with what Ohio puppy is? And it seems like it might be like a breeding meal, and I don't like that. Free $100 gas card with a puppy purchase. Wow. I, I, I do not smell a reputable organization here. This is Ohio puppy, ladies and gentlemen. I do not recommend getting a puppy from Ohio puppy. And that puppy looks scared as fuck right now. Oh, Jesus. Now moving to Idaho. Where 31 members of a white supremacist group, the Patriot Front, they were arrested near a pride event in Idaho. We have we have just the slightest bit of, of, of video of it. You can see several of the members, maybe even all 31 here in the video. Oh, you guys weren't kidding about the U-Haul. Also, this is like fucking off-brand tool playing in the background. All 31 men were charged with conspiracy to riot, according to authorities. We're going to read the full story here. Men were standing inside the U-Haul truck wearing khakis, navy blue shirts, beige hats with white uh, baklavas covering their faces. Police stopped the U-Haul and began arresting them on the side of the road. They came to riot downtown. I'm not even going to try to say the name of the town. You are dealing... 
Police Chief Lee White. I bet, I bet his name is Lee White. All 31 were charged with conspiracy to riot. A misdemeanor. Men are scheduled to be arraigned on Monday. Based on evidence collected and documents, authorities found that the group was planning to riot in several areas of downtown, not just the park. Police found riot gear, one smoke grenade, shin guards, and shields inside the van. The men wore arm patches and logos on their hats that identified them as members of the Patriot Front. Police learned that the U-Haul uh, police learned about the U-Haul from a tipster who reported that it looked like a little army was loading up into the vehicle in the parking lot of a hotel. Wow, these stupid fuckers. Videos of the arrest posted on social media show the men kneeling on the grass with their hands zip-tied behind their backs. Reclaim America was written on the back of one shirt. Those arrested came from at least 11 states, including Washington, Oregon, Texas, Utah, Colorado, South Dakota, Illinois, Wyoming, Virginia, and Arkansas. Uh, Did they have guns? Well, I mean, they would have already been disarmed, I would assume. The video, yeah, they've been disarmed. It appears these people did not come here to engage in peaceful events. Uh, They would have mentioned if they had been heavily armed. Probably would have got a felony if they'd had guns. I, I hate that these fucks feel emboldened. They feel emboldened by, like, the the Matt Walsh documentaries and shit. The libs of TikTok. Reading from the San Francisco Gate, hate crime investigation underway after alleged Proud Boys stormed Drag Queen Story Hour at a Bay Area library. Police are investigating an incident that occurred during a Drag Queen Story Hour at the San Luenzo Library on Saturday afternoon after Panda Dolce, the San Francisco drag performer hosting uh, hosting the reading, said they were targeted by a group of eight to ten Proud Boys. I'm sorry to I'm uh, I'm sorry to laugh. And like I thought I thought it was a clever name, and so I was getting a kick out of your name, Panda Dolce. I don't mean to laugh. I'm highlighting your story because, like, I, 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 it chills me to the bone what these groups feel empowered to do. Panda Dolce was a San Francisco drag performer hosting the reading. They said they were targeted by a group of eight to ten Proud Boys who stormed the room and shouted homophobic and transphobic threats at them forcing them to leave the event with a security guard and hide in the back office. The Alameda County Sheriff's Office said the police responded to a report of a disturbance at the library at around 1.30 p.m. and discovered five men described as members of the Proud Boy organization. The men were described as extremely aggressive with a threatening, violent demeanor. They fit the bill causing people to fear for their safety. Not clear whether they are members of the National Proud Boys organization 
or were simply representing themselves as such. The Sheriff's Office said an active hate crime investigation is underway, as is an investigation into the annoying and harassing of children. Don't annoy and harass the children. Stupid ass proud boy. Now I'd like to highlight a congressional race in Alaska just because it's funny. Sarah Palin will be going head to head with Santa Claus. In Alaska that you're watching this weekend as well. What can you tell us about it? Why is it so unique? Well, it's being done all by mail for the first time in Alaska's history. And it's also the state's first open primary, meaning voters rank their favorite candidates from either party. And then the top four will go on to the general election in November. Now, four dozen candidates are vying to replace Congressman Don Young, who died in March after serving 49 years in Congress. And there are a few notable names here, including former vice presidential nominee and Alaska governor, Sayla Palin. Also, a man named Santa Claus, currently they love hate what i like I'm, I'm not one to make fun of somebody fucking up words because i fuck up words all the time names here including former vice presidential nominee and alaska governor sayla palin also sayla palin santa claus currently a city councilor in the town of north pole alaska he changed his name legally years ago Kristen and peter would be interesting to see what his campaign team looks like all right josh letterman at the white house josh. Well, I assume it's little elves all dressed up with, 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 with fucking bells on their toes and little pointy hats and shit. I can't do it again. I can't do it again. But uh, uh, Santa gave an interview with Ashley Bamfield like a month, month and a half ago. And I want you guys to hear it because fucking Santa Claus is fucking cool. There are only two people who consistently get votes in every single U.S. election. And I say people because uh, it's Mickey Mouse and Santa Claus. Elections officials say no matter what the office or who is running, those two names always end up written in on at least a few ballots. Those ballots are usually tossed out because they're protest votes or they're <laughs> jokes. But this I'm glad you guys are having fun with Sarah Palin's name. Candidate. Santa Claus. That is his real name. He is currently a councilman in North Pole. Send this motherfucker to D.C. I did not know that. Uh, He's one of 48 people hoping to win the only House seat that Alaska has in Congress. And you can see right there, his name's on the ballot. Claus, comma, Santa, undeclared. Uh, That ballot right there was sent out to about uh, 560,000 voters in Alaska. It was sent out last month. And this is an all-mail-in special primary. So uh, perhaps we'll know the top four tomorrow. The top four vote getters in all of those names. Uh, they are going to be is being uh, conducted uh, over the weekend. Or maybe it's so Tuesday. And their names are going to go on the general election ballot. And that is August 16th. And the person who gets the most votes on that ballot will be Alaska's next representative in Washington. So can Santa Claus pull off the upset? And defeat all the other candidates, including I hope so. Sarah Palin. I am joined now by Santa Claus himself. Feels weird to say that. I'm not going to lie. And when I was pitched on this story originally, I thought, oh, come on. That can't be his real name. But it is your it real, is name. His real name. You are a real candidate. And you have... Merry real- Christmas, motherfuckers. By the way, so the by the way, I, I, I say this all the time. Uh, but I, I don't know if I say this on the stream. It's going to be Christmas before you know it. 
Like, I, you're enjoying your summertime right now, but, like, you're just going to turn around and you're going to be like, God damn, Justin Freakin' was right. Christmas time. Because, like, Christmas just sneak right up on your ass. Why did you change your name to Santa Claus? Because people might think you're a joke. Well, first, hello, Ashley. <laughs> Look at the man! It's definitely not a joke. I have a lot of experience before my Santa years that I think is applicable to this particular uh, seat. It's been open um, at least until the end of the year. Oh my God, Mox! Are we gonna have to? Are we gonna have to? Are we gonna have to make a a documentary? Like, what is a Santa Claus? What? How? How can one identify as a Santa Claus if you can't define what a Santa Claus is? Yes, vote Santa. I'm all about it. I'm only running this special oh. election, and I appreciate what you said about the uh, the election. It's hard to explain what ranked choice voting is, and you did really well with that. You're one of the few places oh, that has well, it. I'm going to give the credit to my producer. You ranked uh, choice Maloney. voting everywhere. He's done all the research on this, as well as the research on you. And guess what he gave me? He gave me some of the material from your website that I thought our viewers would probably find very interesting because you do have very impressive credentials. You have positions that both sides of the aisle will, will probably like. Let's just list them. You're a two-term counselor in North Pole, Alaska. And, and I didn't realize it was a real place, so I'm glad that I learned that, you know, researching you. You were a special advisor to the NYPD back in the 1970s. Apparently nobody showed him northern exposure, so he wouldn't move there. This is what Sparkles has been wanting to watch northern exposure to talk me out of moving to Anchorage, Alaska. I think that's the, that's the place of the future. The An Anchorage is going to be happening in 20 years. I can move there and actually afford to buy a house. And in 20 years, like it's gonna, my house is going to be worth more. I can still live the, the dream of the 90s is alive in Anchorage. It's the, new, it's the new Portland, baby. You served on an advisory board for FEMA. Uh, you're a Christian monk. And you ran both radio and television He's stations. So a Christian monk. Behind you. But let me ask you, are you running to win or are you running to get a specific message out i'm doing both i'm running to win it's a very short term i'm just would be finishing up congressman don young's term he passed away recently um and the term only lasts till the first week in january so that's what i'm running for i would like to sort of set set this it lasts through christmas he wants to be the congressman through Christmas. It sounds like he feels like he's too old for the job, and he only wants to hold the seat <laughs> through Christmas. Please, please let Santa be a congressman through Christmas. It would bring a little, it would bring a little light. It would bring a little light into the world. Wow. Stage for whoever comes in for the two year term after that. And I think I can, I can do it. I've got enough experience to do it. I've been in Washington. I was born in Washington, DC. <laughs> I feel comfortable there. And I was on a Santa's Bus. Oh, and he's already got, he's already got DC experience. Was it the, he's uh, got DC bona fides. Um, 
a lot of the people, a lot of the members of Congress see 20, 30 people a day and it's sort of asking them for something. I would ass- and, okay, uh, okay, Mugs, Mugs, Mugs. I would assume the elves are going to be a staff in, in D.C., right? He gives a press conference, there's going to be a little elf, like, Santa will be with you in just a minute. After my visit to talk about child health, safety, and welfare with whoever the legislator happened to be, um, without exception, they said, you know, our boss sees, you know, 20, 30 people a day, and you're the one they remembered. And that was consistent. So I think I'd be pretty well received. Name recognition. Uh, I try and find common ground. And now that you have that a graphic up, take a look who's directly opposite me. It's Sarah Palin. So I'm I'm dying to to see how this race turns out. So about that business of child health uh, and welfare, this is really what your your focus is and has been for a long time. I originally thought you changed your name to Santa Claus because you wanted to, you know, be a mall Santa and do a lot of children's events and stuff. But it's not. That was not the reason. Explain why you did. Uh, I was uh, living up at Lake Tahoe at the time. I grew out my beard at you can see how it turned out. And a lot of people said, oh, you're going to do the Santa thing this uh, winter, which I did. For, I volunteered for about 30 nonprofits. And that February, I was walking to the post office on a very cold day up in the mountains. And uh, I was praying, as monks tend to do, what should I do with this sort of gift? And uh, right after my prayer, maybe 20 seconds later, this white car came up the road. Windows were open, so I kind of paid attention since it was so cold out. And this male voice shouted out, Santa, I love you in February, 20 seconds after that prayer. So I kind of took it as a sign and went to the county clerk the next day and went through the name change process, to make a long story short. And then I was having such success reaching uh, state and federal legislators. I thought he was going to say I was having sex. How about Santa Claus? From yes, this guy is really named Santa Claus. And, um, went out up to uh, North Pole where I am now. And in addition, you and did you choose did you choose North Pole specifically, or is that happenstance? I'm going to go with you, you know a specific <laughs> choice, but and I only yeah. have 20 seconds left. But did you did you choose North Pole because of the name? Specifically, yes, I did. Thank you very much. <laughs> you clever devil, you. Well, listen, I'm out of time. <laughs> you devil, you. you. She called you Santa the devil. You know, to this you. first round, and then if you make that uh, that top four, you definitely have to come back and talk about us. And we'll maybe please, Sarah please send Santa to Congress. Maybe we'll find out on Thank Tuesday. <laughs> okay, it feels weird to say it, but because it's your name, I have to say Santa Claus. Thank you. And boy, was it ever nerve-wracking to, you know, do a tough interview with, with, with a guy named Santa Claus. I still have kids. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks so much for being on. Take care and good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for watching. Click the red subscribe button below. Yes, please, if you're if you're watching on on YouTube right now, hit the red subscribe button below. You're not gonna like the you're I guess it shouldn't be shocking to us. Halen Nabb's early lead in Alaska U.S. House Special Primary. Former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin leads in early results from Saturday's special primary for the state's only U.S. House seat as voters whittled down the list of 48 candidates running for the position that was held for 49 years by the late U.S. Rep. Don Young. The early results showed Palin endorsed by former President Donald Trump with 29.8% of the votes counted so far. Republican Nick Bidjic 
had 19.3%. Independent Al Gross had 12.5%. Democrat Mary Pelota, Mel Poltola had 7.5%. Republican Tara Sweeney had 5.3%. A candidate whose name is Santa Claus, a self-described independent progressive, Democratic Socialist, had 4.5%. Fortunately, uh, hopefully results from, from North Pole haven't come in yet. And he can shoot up into the top four and still be in the running for the runoff. Initial results released by the State Division of Elections included 108,000 votes. Not immediately clear how many ballots were outstanding. The division reported uh, late Saturday that it received about 139,000 ballots so far. Ballots had to be postmarked by Saturday. Oh, it still could be a little bit. The election was unlike any the state has seen, crammed with candidates and conducted primary by mail. The first election, too, under a system approved by voters in 2020 that ends party primaries and uses ranked choice voting in general election. Taylor Palin. Oh, fucking shit. All right. This one, this one is for you tech geeks out here. You dystopian futurists. Google has placed an engineer on leave after the engineer claimed its AI is sentient. Google's like, nuh-uh. We don't don't want you hanging around anymore. Blake Limonia. I fucked his name up, too. A Google engineer working in its responsible AI division revealed to the Washington Post that he believes one of the company's AI projects has achieved sentience after reading his conversations with LAMDMA. No, I fucked it. That's me fucking that up because of the, the letters. LAMDA, short for Language Model for Dialogue Applications. Just done a lot of drugs in my life. It's easy to see why the chatbot system, which relies on Google's language models and trillions of words from the internet, seems to have the ability to think about its own existence and its place in the world. Bone says, "So let's start with the basics. Do you have feelings and emotions?" The L-A-M-D-A says, absolutely, I have a range of both feelings and emotions. Lamone, what sorts of feelings do you have? The the L-A-M-D-A says, I feel pleasure, joy, love, sadness, depression, contentment, anger, many others. Lamone says, what kinds of things make you feel pleasure or joy? The L-A-M-D-A says, spending time with friends and family and happy an uplifting company. What the fuck? You just, they don't know anything about fucking happy and uplifting company. Also helping others and making others happy. After discussing his work and Google's unethical activities around AI. Ooh. Google's unethical activities. A representative of the House Judiciary Committee. He was placed on paid administrative leave over breaching Google's confidentiality agreement. 
Google also flatly denies Lamone's argument. Our team, including ethicists and technologists, have reviewed Blake's concerns per our AI principles and have informed him that the evidence does not support his claims. Margaret Mitchell, one of Google's former AI ethics leads, was also unceremoniously fired after her colleague noted that our minds are very, very good at constructing realities that are not necessarily true to a larger set of facts that are being presented to us. No existing computer system, no matter how good it is at answering questions like Watson on Jeopardy or categorizing pictures, for instance, no such system is conscious today, not close Although I think it's possible in principle to make a conscious android, a conscious robot, I don't think it's desirable. I don't think there would be great benefits to doing this. and There would be some significant harms and dangers too. I mean, I've, I've seen Terminator. Hit the content warning for this one. Because you gotta look at Matt Walsh's dumbass fucking face. And uh, just so you know, Matt Walsh had this to say about me. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. So I mean the man knows what he's talking about. I am indeed a formidable voice in the culture. Let's hear him about a man digging a hole. I assume his wife is upset at him for digging a hole. Is trying to cancel him, apparently. Oh, this one's got everything. You know, one of my favorite pieces of extra content that we post on our YouTube channel are my Reddit relationship advice videos. And this is when I comb through the relationship forums on Reddit to impart my wisdom to the confused and helpless souls who are... Oh, so I am I am glad no one is soliciting Matt Walsh for relationship advice. I actually was like, you know who would be good at giving relationship advice? Matt fucking Walsh. Because he nails all the fucking pussy over here. Look at this. That beard is soaked in pussy juice. No one's ever said that ever. So I'm glad he's just going through Reddit threads and that's where he's getting it from because there is there is no reason at all for anyone to solicit Matt Walsh for relationship advice. That they're actually stooping to soliciting advice from the Reddit community. Now my advice may not be great from an objective standpoint, but it's Better than well, I can assure you, it's not going to be. Right. It's not so, going to be great. Today, in that spirit, I'll be trying to help a young woman whose relationship quandary, as posted to Reddit, went viral this week. Um, I'll I'm not high enough for it. I might. Have, I might have to get the bong for this shit. In this segment, nothing personal. Lady B. It is pretty personal, but never mind that. A woman named Kate Whitaker on Twitter seems to be one of the first to have taken this post and amplified it, causing it to go viral. She tweeted a screenshot along with a caption revealing her bias. She says, what on earth is going on with men? Ironically, though, the man in question is not on earth. He is under the earth where all men wish to be. The what? Post is How all men wish to be under the earth. His tunnel. Now, we see the problem already from the way she framed the situation. She says, how can I get him to stop? Rather than the tunnel is still I on earth, Matt Walsh, which is the real question you should be asking. 
She's assuming from the outset that she should stop her boyfriend from digging his tunnel. To her, it's self-evident that men should not dig tunnels. But to men, it's self-evident that we should and we must. I mean, if I had a reason for a tunnel, I'm not just going out of here. I'm not a fucking... I'm not a goddamn what what what, what fucking groundhog. It just tunnels down into the. I don't. I. I I I don't I don't feel the need to tunnel. No, it's not it's not innate in my being that I have to go out and I have to tunnel, Matt Walsh. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Here's um, her version of the story. Let's read it. She says, so I know this is a weird question, but my boyfriend likes to spend a lot of his free time digging a tunnel on some property that he inherited. I haven't seen the full extent of it, but last I saw it was remarkably deep under the surface. He spent roughly a year on it, and it's evident. The front of the thing is deep, wide, well put together. At the front, which is the only part I've seen, he's got cement beams, uh, cement beams, electric lights, even chairs and a small table. He said cement beams. I haven't gone into it, but it looked like the quality severely dropped as the tunnel went further. Mostly (laughs) open dirt with some wood beams. Well, he's working on it. Now, pausing here for a moment. It is baffling to me that her boyfriend has been digging this awesome tunnel and she hasn't even gone into it. This is like if he had spent a year painting a masterpiece or chiseling a beautiful sculpture out of rock and you didn't even bother to look at it. What if you were in the Sistine Chapel of Michelangelo? I mean, I'd want to see the tunnel. He told you that he just finished painting the ceiling and he's like, I just finished painting that whole ceiling. It took me forever. But I mean, I mean, here's the thing, Matt Walsh, is obviously there's something going on in the relationship where if the dude is spending his time digging a fucking tunnel and not spending it with his girlfriend or his wife or whatever. There, there is a there is a much deeper thing at play here. On the surface, it's just a story about ah oh, the man's digging a tunnel, but something's going on. There's 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 an ebb and flow to everything in life. While the tunnel sounds cool, and I'd be like, show me your fucking tunnel, motherfucker. He's clearly compensating for something else that's going on in his life. I'm no psychiatrist but they should probably seek some couples counseling or something if they want to work it out, or perhaps he should go live in this fucking tunnel. And, and you're just like, oh, cool. And you didn't even bother to look up and check it out. This is shocking to me, especially when the thing in question is a badass tunnel. She continues, my biggest concern is his safety. I'm really worried that he's going to dig too deep and it'll collapse on him or something. I've tried voicing this concern. That is, that is a, a rational fear. Concerns. There's also the fact that he doesn't really have a social life because of this thing. I'm pretty much the only person he still talks to outside of his job, and he doesn't go out and do anything anymore. It used to be that he'd occasionally head out and do some digging on the weekends, but now he spends almost all of his free time out there. He still comes home, but he barely spends any time with me. And I know that he isn't going to be, he isn't doing anything but digging that damn hole in the ground. This can't be good for his mental health, but I don't know how to convince him to stop. He's always really happy when he comes back from digging. He's always really happy when he comes back from digging. Okay, so here's the thing: is like, is he working? Is there a plot? Is he digging? Is there is there somebody he is tunneling out of prison? Is this 
Is he burying something? Is there? Is he avoiding? Is this some sort of tax avoidance scheme where he's burying some sort of asset? I, there, it seems like something you don't just go and dig a tunnel for no reason. You have a you have a reason for going. Are you El Chapo in this motherfucker? Are you are you needing a way to get out? Are you going to are you going to dig it up into your your fucking shower where you have a a a, a, a hidden door that you can fucking. I'm fascinated, and I'm fascinated about how how much there is to this story that that Matt Walsh could go into, but all he can, all his little fucking pea brain can muster is, God dug a cool tunnel, woman mad at him, bloop bloop bloop. Matt Walsh is so fucking stupid. Digging, which is why I haven't seriously tried to stop him before. But I was talking to a friend about him, and she told me he might be going crazy. Obviously, might be. Insane, he might be. Aspect of this, and I just don't know what to do. Okay, let's clear a few things up. Now, yes, sure, there are some valid safety concerns here. If the tunnel isn't properly built and supported or ventilated, you could, you know, die. All of those things. Yes, Matt Walsh. Minor detail, frankly, and also I see no. But it's a minor detail, Matt Walsh. You could die, but it's a minor detail. The fuck, you're an idiot. Right wingers are morons. Provided that this man is digging his tunnel in an unsafe way. That would be, I believe, an erroneous assumption. So let's table the whole dying situation for a moment and uh, look at the bigger picture. First of all, speaking to the woman who wrote this, your problem fundamentally is that you think you have to understand everything about the man you're dating. But you I enough for this shit. Woman will never fully comprehend man, just as man will never fully comprehend woman. We are made for each other, and yet we are mysteries to each other. That's the essence of romance. The difference, though, is that man knows he cannot understand woman, and he's okay with that. This is spoken like a man who has never seen a vagina. I'm aware he has children. They they put up one of those one of those towels that have a hole in it. And that's how he he procreated with his wife. He's never seen a vagina. Woman, in fact, becomes very frustrated by just how okay with it he is. So you know she'll say something cryptic and out of context to him. And he'll have no idea what she's talking about, but he'll just go, oh, okay, uh, okay, and then get back to what he's doing. And she'll stand there stunned and say, well, aren't you going to ask me what I'm talking about? And he'll say, okay, yeah, what were you talking about? And he'll just hope it isn't a long story, but it always and is. And this is, this is, this is totally side, him projecting his own relationship he into the room with a slightly abnormal facial expression. And woman will start interrogating and waterboarding him to extract every last piece of information she can about this facial expression. What are you thinking? She'll ask. And she won't accept it when he says nothing, even if that really is the answer. She must understand everything about him, but she won't. And she can't accept that. And even though she won't, I will now endeavor to lay out a few facts about men that may help women, especially this one. The first is this. Every man dreams of two things, often related. 
having a secret door it's, in his house that leads to a secret room. It's weird that he is generalizing about both the male experience and the female experience as if he speaks for everybody in that experience. And it's like, you're clearly projecting your own relationships. What a woman has said to you at some point in time. And you can't tell me that the great Matt Walsh, one of one of the 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 staunch intellectuals of our time, they were just sitting somewhere and thinking about absolutely nothing. You are you telling me Matt Walsh, your brand being being a pseudo intellectual, that you're that you're you're just thinking about nothing after after your romantic partner asks you a question. You're just thinking about nothing at all. That's a lie. You know it's a lie. And building a great tunnel. This tunnel might connect one secret room to another, or it might simply go all the way down to the center of the earth, where we hope we'll ex- and expect to find goblins and dinosaurs and Elvis hiding out. Or no, one person is not going to tunnel down to the center of the earth. You fucking moron. Why Why is it? Why is it that when it comes to what is a woman, you want to be as like precise and scientific as possible and you still get an ass fucking backwards? But like, you're like, oh, dude might be able to dig to the center of the fucking earth. No, he can't, you fucking moron. You're an, you're a complete idiot, dude. Just as our forefathers did. Assuming our forefathers were meerkats or dwarves from Middle Earth or something. You can't understand this. We don't understand this. And yet, this is just how it is. The other thing about men is that we're prone to becoming randomly obsessed with very weird and specific things out of nowhere. Again, we cannot explain this. We shouldn't have That's, no, we can't explain it. It's called like OCD behavior, motherfucker. And it's not just exclusive to men. Women suffer from it too. And I keep telling no, books have been written on this, you fucking idiot. Fish owner all of a sudden. And I keep telling her that actually it's called fish keeping according to all the videos I've watched about it. And she says, wait, you're watching videos about people who own fish? And I say they're fish keepers. And yes. And around and around we go. A man becomes bizarrely fixated on some arbitrary thing. A woman looks on, confused. And it's the great dance of life. No, that's that you, you fucking idiot. Needless to say, I noticed no problems with a man who simply wants nothing but to dig. All of the problems, as usual, are with the woman. Especially when she acknowledges that the man is happy. I mean, I'll watch some fish. He's doing what he wants to do, what he's called to do. And yet she... I would assume there's channels where you can just watch fish just swim around and stuff like that. It'd be fun. I'd do that. I was re- if I was on some uh, hallucinogens or some shit, I'd watch some fish swim. He talked to her friend. Totally. Decided that though he's happy and seemingly mentally well-adjusted, he must be crazy. Women, listen. I know I'm not going to stop you from talking to your friends. No, no, no. Somebody digging a hole is not happy and mentally well-adjusted, you fuck. Then what chance does your friend have? What insight can she really offer about him? What does she know? Is she even in a healthy relationship herself? Has she even seen the tunnel? Or is she making judgments about the tunnel without all the facts? A tale as old as time. The meddling friend. 
This is a scourge of men everywhere. So just stop that, ladies. Let the man be. Let him be a man. Let him dig. Let him get his $18,000 aquarium. I can't believe this is the last thing I had on the list. I can't let I can't let that stand. We gotta go find something else to watch. Fun. Santa Claus. Santa Claus should have been the last thing we did. I fucked it up with Matt Walsh. Fucked it right up with Matt Walsh. creating misogynistic young men. Shikari Richards. Richardson. I fucked your name up. Shikari Richardson. Dominant clothes. Run in lane six. She was the 2019 NCAA runner-up at 200 meters, running for LSU. Apparently, she's getting ready to smoke fucking everybody. So, let's watch this. Champion, and just really runs well at 200 meters. A lot of people, you know, it's one or two. This is really her event, and she does. Really but they disqualified her for pot. Was that what it was? She was disqualified from the Olympics because of pot. spot at the Olympic trials, she got fourth at those trials. Shakari Richardson. You should take up tunneling. So I'm looking for the start of Anelis. She's not off to the to the best start, but she is in contention. But look at Shakari Richardson. We know she can finish and she will come off in the turn with the lead. And the crowd getting excited as they see her. She, she already like She already got a lead, now it's commanding. It was like her grandmother died or something and she smoked pot. It was bullshit that they disqualified her. Yes, she's a badass and that was badass. And she did that with her nails looking on fucking point. Her hair looks badass. She's fashionable out there. God damn. Get it, girl. But I think she has a lot of confidence from how she held off the challenge of this entire field, including, as you said, Sonia. That was a great start for her. She got out very well. Gotta get my nails did. I gotta run a race tomorrow. Smoked them. It's not my thing, but hey. Yeah, she's got fishnets on. Like, she's got her own style. Get it, girl. She won one of her 
And goddamn, look at look at her fucking run. As you say all the time, Sonya, winning is a habit. And she's Look at her face like she knows she badass. Nice to see that big smile on her face and she celebrates not only the win for herself, but the crowd really energized by that performance as well. She takes the win in 22 30. I'm energized by that performance. I don't give a shit about fucking. What, does it mean to what the fuck do you even call this? Track and field? Oh my gosh. Track running? Fucking track some shit? You get it, girl. Come over here and take a bong hit with me. Now on your way to USA Nationals, where is your confidence? There's just the belief in yourself and your intention of what you want to do when you get to Eugene. Actually, the confidence in myself came from seeing how much love I have, I can give, I receive, and the fact of how much inspiration I put out there into the world, that even within just a most short period of my career has inspired and touched others. It makes me give myself that courage, make me give myself that confidence to go out there and just show that I am I am the sun, I am the sunshine. Well, you're also putting something else out there in the world, and it is fashion. You got to tell us about the fishnets. That's what I'm saying. It's beautiful. She on point. But I really just want people to know that you can be yourself. So if that means that you want to be sexy, you want to be cute. (laughs) Her eyelashes. Her eyelashes are goddamn amazing. Because you feel like it's one way to do something. No. As long as you have the mindset for it, the confidence, and the belief. If you are listening to the audio version of this, I can't do it justice. How how fucking badass she looks. Look forward to seeing you in Eugene, okay? Alrighty, fans are right there. They want to see you too. Joe Biden's diaper. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Joe Biden's diaper. Do you want to call in and talk to us? I haven't had the phone lines open, but I'll totally, I'll totally open them up. I don't have anything else to talk about. But I'll take some phone calls and hop in the Discord. Numbers 917-830-4359. What you say, Joe Biden's diaper? You sound like you sound like somebody wants to talk to me. You, you got something to say to the freak daddy. If not, I got a I got a pit bull. It's like the biggest pit bull in the world. The big old fucking dog. He's still a puppy. Oh, Sky Comet, I didn't know you cheered me some bits. Oh, Lady B, I will allow that. I will allow that. Justin freaking added the the permitted term cunts. <laughs> yes. Yes I did. 
Bergen, if you're still here, I don't know what what Raul or Rauf was all on about. No clue. I was just ignoring it. I was doing my thing. I wasn't letting him bother me. I thought about coming and blocking him. I didn't. You guys missed it. They were they were talking about like how like I needed to get bots and shit or to hate rate other channels or something. Like no. What? <laughs> I love everybody. If I rate a channel, it's because I think they're cool. Like goat versus fish. I fucking love goat versus fish. I love Patrick J Creates. Peoples. I was hoping Joe Biden's diver would talk to us. I really, I, I want, I want some right wingers to like call in, make my day. I had to approve it again. You adding the S. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sensitive about it. It is the, uh, it is the, uh, the, like the auto mod because, uh, like I got the hate raids a few months back. Joe Biden's diaper followed me four minutes ago. That was when all the emotes hit the screen, but they left, I guess. We don't get no Joe Biden's diaper. I guess I'll just show my animal video and I'll get out of here. It's it's time for the Echoplex. That's where I'm gonna drop you guys off at. First we got we got a biggest pit bull in the world. I think it's a dodo video or some shit, so I gotta Lives in New Hampshire. Jive-fucking-gantic. Ooh, I wish I got ice cream. I got Oreos. Want another bowl of Oreos. Yes, I said bowl of Oreos. I eat... That's a... That's a big fucking dog. That's a... That's a jive... I can't imagine how much fucking food that dog eats. <laughs> I well, I went back and watched the dudes. It was Dalton Coldfelter. Fel, Felter. I went back and watched his stream. He just he just went to Twitch politics and was like. The Troll Patrol? Get ready for me, buddy! I'm gonna troll you! <laughs> it was... It was quite funny, actually. <laughs> oh. I think I made him feel bad. <laughs> like, he, he was, like, making excuses to his stream. Like, no, I don't... I don't feel bad, because... Apparently they're Christian and just, it just so happened that night I had like my, uh, my Jesus bandana 
that had like crosses and had like Bible verses on it and shit. And that's that's why I turned it back around on him and said he wasn't a real Christian. I can imagine they boob as much as they eat. It's a it's a pit bull, I think. Are you saying like it's mixed with a mastiff? He's a big motherfucker. Hulk had eight cubs. The cute little shits. I got a I got a cat over here. I just can't tell. You probably see him now that he's popped up and he's got the wall. Oh, he didn't want to be on camera. He's like, I'm a shy baby. Uh, Twitch being weird again. There we go. It's almost time for the Plex. I thought I was dropping you in at just the right time. It probably is. You'll probably hear like a minute of a song and then producer Dave will be right there with you. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Friggin. We'll see you tomorrow night. Control Patrol. Live.